There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you again, uh, February 2022. Can you believe it? Uh, and uh, my guest today, got some brilliant guests today. We're going to talk about play the game uh, again, because we had a part one repeat last week, um, but wanted to record a part two because there's, um, there's uh, many amazing chapters in this book and, uh, and some amazing thought leaders, game-changing leaders, and, and I brought some more for you to hear from today. So we've got Adam Strong, Don Sandell, um, Daryl Wayne Irwin, and Stephen Carter today. And my question I think for you is, has your business plateaued? Did it plateau in 2021? And were you feeling stuck at the end of the year? Are you feeling stuck at the moment in, in January, uh, in this uh, new year, in this uh, strange world with all the things that are going on right now? And you know that can affect our motivation, can't it? And I think what we aim to do with this um, show today, and hopefully you've, you've had the chance to listen to part one. If you haven't, don't worry, go back and listen to that um, next. Um, but what we want to do is really enable you to make a, a really positive leap forward in 2022. Um, so on last week's show, we have Branka van der Linden, Adam Strong, Carol Vermeulen, and Harun Danis. Um, and I, I, the comments and feedback from that show have been great. I think uh, there's some really, really insightful information in there. Um, but since we um, aired that show originally uh, back in, in uh, 2021, uh, Play the Game has really had a, a big impact around the globe. It's, um, it's, it was a number one bestseller in about six categories in the UK and number two in the US. And there's an audio book that has just come out uh, and uh, lots, of, lots of interest and excitement. And there's a Game Changers Summit uh, that's um, just been happening. And um, again, I think lots of mentions of, and delight around the book. So if you've not got hold of the book, do get a copy. Um, so to today's um, show, we've got Adam Strong. Um, Adam is the, really the brainchild behind this initiative. And, and he brought us all together and uh, suggested to us it would be a great idea if we, if we uh, wrote a, a chapter in the book. And um, we, I think we're all delighted, actually, with um, the commitment that Adam has shown uh, to bringing this together. Now, it's not a surprise. He's, uh, he's a, an incredible entrepreneur, an athlete. He's a, a, a corporate productivity authority. Uh, he was even uh, Mo Farah's running partner for a few years. So you've got to be pretty determined to keep up with him. Uh, and um, so we're delighted with the progress. And today we've got, um, with, with Adam, uh, we've got uh, uh, Donald uh, Sandell. And uh, Donald is an expert in leadership development. He's a really highly sought after speaker. And he's the founder of Go Positive, which is based in the beautiful city of Chicago. Uh, we've also, um, we may, when we discover, we might find out that he like, does like a beer, which is, um, and really does like a beer, um, and into all the different craft breweries and, and things like that. And then we've got Daryl Wayne Irwin. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's a marketing expert. 
based in the UK. I should say Don's passion is, is positivity with his brand Go Positive, whereas um, Daryl is going to talk a bit today about brands. So once we build that positivity in our business, we also want positive brands, don't we? And he's launched um, his creative brand agency, Creation 8, software startup digital.co.uk, and recently Humans Talks. Just to make it very confusing for me, but I, I love the, um, the way he's done it. Creation has um, got an eight in it. Um, and digital, the G is a nine. And uh, for humans, the A is an eight. And uh, a different fact about Daryl is that he homeschools his children. Well, certainly his wife um, uh, is uh, a big initiator in that. And then Stephen Carter. Stephen's recognized by I Am Strategy 300, one of the world's leading IP strategists. And um, so we've got the brand. We want to protect it. And, and he describes himself as a Speedo-wearing patent attorney. He wrote the patent for the Speedo swimsuit that helped Michael Phelps become an Olympic gold medalist. So a huge welcome to all the gentlemen on this line and to everybody listening. So, Adam, how are you? I'm excellent, Chris. Great to be back here on the show. Thank you very much for the introduction and thank you very much for uh, uh, introducing myself. I really appreciate it today. You're very, very welcome. I think last time we spoke, you were in Cyprus. Uh, I believe you're in Sweden at the moment and I think tomorrow you're in London. So um, is it fair to say you get around a bit? <laughs> I do get around. I do like a, I do like a bit of travel. I do like a bit of travel uh, in a good way, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of believe, live between the different countries, don't you? You've got um, base in yeah. Cyprus and on in Sweden. Personally, um, personally, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more, a, more of a, a summer man. I like, I, I go where the sun goes, um, where I can, when I can, anyway. So, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm looking at a picture of you with your sunglasses and your speedboat. So, you have a, a good life by the looks <laughs> of it. So, t- tell us, I mean, tell us a bit about this, this book, and what have you, what have you learned about, you know, about book publishing, and uh, and has this book exceeded your expectations now? Because we're say we're a few. You know, a good few weeks away since that first interview, we pre- which we aired again last week, um, was recorded. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, this is my third published book, um, so you know, this is an, uh, something that is completely new to me. But you know, this had a very different vision. I, I wanted a very different outlook and a different vision for this particular book compared to my two previous ones. And so I think through surrounding myself with experts and, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a type of guy, Chris, as you know, I like to be, I like things to be done with excellence. You know, if you focus on a, on a book where you focus on an event, where you focus on, it doesn't matter what you're focusing on right now. If you put 100% focus and effort and excellence into something, then you get a great result. That's what I found. Um, so, you know, yeah, of course, I mean, we've, We've got, uh, as you mentioned, Chris, we've got the uh, we've got play the game, the physical book. We've got the digital copy and we've also got the audio book, which I'm super excited about, by the way, because I've never actually done an audio book launch. So that's completely new for me. Uh, But, you know, it's not about me. This book was never about me. It was always about um, I wanted to showcase some of the some of the people that really, really go out their way to serve and help society that give value to people, you know. And because there's a lot of people out there that are small businesses, small to medium sized businesses that have been struggling over the last couple of years. And, you know, not not everyone is in the fortunate uh, state, you know, whether you're in retail, whether in travel, you know, we're all at different stages in our in our business. Right. And sometimes we just need to 
we need to find out what are the, some of the tools and resources and tactics and strategies that are out there that we can actually put into our own business that can say, do you know what? I've now got a few golden nuggets from this book that I can now take away and put into my own business. And that's what I really wanted the reader to really understand is that, it, you know, not all the chapters are for everybody. I'm not going to say the book is, you, you, you know, but it, it is for something for, for everybody in the book. You know, whether you're interested in branding, whether you're interested in marketing, whether you're interested in motivation, it, it, you know, that's what I love about the book, the diversity in topics. So, um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about that. I think what I, I, I love about what you've done, Adam, too, is is that each of the by you know, by by kind of restricting the each author to you know a certain length for each passage. I think you gave us about three weeks to write it, which I thought was brilliant. Like, <laughs> oh my word, we got three weeks to write this. Um, but what you did is you restricted um, the amount of words as well. So every every chapter is nice and succinct. And I was talking with a I handed a copy over to a client last week, and he uh-huh. said the only the only thing is, Chris, I don't really read business books. You know, I've not really got the biggest kind of attention span for that sort of thing. So, well, actually, this book therefore was perfect for you because each chapter is yeah. only going to take you about ten minutes to read. So, you yeah. know, it's going to fill fill ten minutes when you're on you know, a few minutes when you're on the train or. You know, if you've got, if you find yourself with a few minutes, want a bit of inspiration over lunch. And I think that's one of the things I love about it is lots of different topics and you can just, you can just pick and choose really. Yeah. And I think the other thing about this particular book as well is that I wanted it to be, um, I wanted there to be consistency in the book, right? So if I said to you, Chris, for example, you know, it, you write a chapter, Daryl writes a chapter and so forth. The thing is, is that then, you know, some person might write three, 4,000 words and other person might you know what I mean? So there needs to be some consistency, not just about the brand, but also to have the reader in mind, because we're all bombarded with lots of information in the world. Right, Chris? And the thing is, is that without practical application, information means nothing. Ideas mean nothing without practical application. It's all about action and results. So, you know, that's what I really wanted to bear in mind. I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years and I've been, I've read many books. I've been to many events and I see the same sabotaging, self-sabotaging habits time and time and time again. So I think, you know, in smaller chunks tends to work really well because then you can go away, apply and apply the principles in that particular chapter and then move on to the next one. Fantastic. And so that some of the chapters actually, there's quite a bit. It's amazing how much you can get into a, a 10 minute chapter to go, you know, have to go back and study and you can learn about it for a while. So um a good book to kind of reread. But so let's come to you, Don. Thank you, Adam. Lovely to talk to you again. And and Don, um, it's uh, great to talk to you in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Here in 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 cold Chicago, but uh Got a warm heart and a warm spirit, and and just like Adam said, thanks so much for bringing us on today. Excellent. It's a bit like I want to sing "Play the Game" by Queen when I hear the book. Um, I think of uh, there's a song about Chicago, isn't there? Ooh, Chicago. I don't think about how it goes now, but um, uh, was Ooh, Chicago something town? Ooh, Chicago. Oh well, never mind. Yeah, Frank Sinatra song. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. A background. Yeah, and there's a bank called Chicago as well. Um, so, so, so your topic is, and your your business is about positivity. Um, so, tell us a little bit about you know what your what your brand's about, but also what is the first to feel positive about in in 2022? Because they're uncertain times. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And this is you know it's these uncertain times when a topic like this 
really should be leveraged and manifested, right? Um, so what we do, we, we it's a very small boutique or organization, um, go positive, and that's really what we do. We inspire people, motivate people, engage people, ask them, go positive. Um, and we make that link between a positive mindset and, and creating better outcomes, right? And so we do that through keynotes, we do that through workshops, we do that through coaching, and it is an absolutely, absolutely wonderful way to make a living. Fantastic, fantastic. And, and, and but what do you think, though, that, uh, you know, how, how should people view 2022? You know, in well, terms of, and how, how should they keep their minds in that frame of mind to really take, um, you know, to really take their business for, forward in, in, you know, what could be a difficult year? Well, yeah, yeah. But what we have learned, just think about this last year, Chris, maybe last 18 months. One of the things that we've learned is, is, is kind of their salvation through suffering, right? Is, is that when we go through these challenges, we realize how incredibly adaptive we are as a species, um, how resilient we are. If we've discovered anything about ourselves over this last year, this last 18 months, is that we are wonderfully adaptive. We're wonderfully resilient. So what, what does that do for 22 is, my gosh, that gives us great hope and optimism for 22. You know, is the pandemic going to keep going on? Is there going to be geopolitical events? Most of that is beyond our control. But the thing that is in our control is really that mindset that we have, that when we have this happy, optimistic, positive mindset, we are in fact better in every domain of our lives. So 22 should really, based on what we learned about ourselves, should be an incredible, an incredible year for all of us. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, and actually, it's our choice, isn't it? And uh, there can be a lot, lot of the challenges around us, but actually, we can, we we can choose um, how we, you know, how we operate and how we um, how we choose to to view the world. Um, even though things may be challenges, but actually, I think in the last interview we had um, a gentleman, um, Haroon from Skin HQ, and and he'd actually in the pandemic he'd gone from about three stores to thirty six globally, and uh, and I think you know having a positive mindset is this could also be a, a period of potentially great growth for you positively, positively. Yeah, I think so, and and remember, it's it's not the things. Uh, that happened to us, but it's really what we tell ourselves about the things that happened to us. And that's where the mindset comes in. You know, we all have this negativity bias, right? No matter how positive you are. And I know the, the gentleman on this call, everybody has this really positive mindset and you'll hear that come through during the interview. But, but um, when we have this positive mindset, that becomes a multiplier for all of our other skills all of our other capabilities. So it's it's more than just, Chris, it's more than just a social virtue. It's it's really our physiology literally changes mm. when we have a positive mindset. And that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, and and let's let's just move on to Dowell if we can. So thank thank you, Don. That's um that's great. And I just love this uh, starting this with a, a positive ma- mindset. And you know, Daryl, um Tell us a little bit about your your brands. You know how will they, how you know how are they 
what do they do and how will they develop in 2022? And is there anything that from the way that you brand, because that's part of your expertise, that could help others? Yeah, thanks, Chris, once again for inviting me on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, the the main thing is that for brands, um, is it's beginning to mirror most people's lives in the fact that you've got to believe in what you're doing. And I think through COVID, what's happened is a lot of people have taken that that time out of life, if you like, when they were being locked down and at home or whatever, and actually said, do I believe in what I'm doing? And ultimately, the base level for any brand is to create belief. But first of all, what we found with companies or certainly the CEOs and business owners is that do they believe in what they're building? And they may not have had the opportunity to take time out and reflect back and go, when I started off, I had a mission. And five years or 10 years down the line, this business doesn't look like what I wanted it to look. So what we find with a lot of businesses, you know, over the course of time is to say, let's bring some alignment back to why you started that business in the first place. And in a lot of instances, we found, you know, the CEOs or the business owners fall in love with their business again, um, which then creates that level of belief. And it's that conviction of heart, if you like, that then carries that brand into finding the, you know, the right type of people that they do their best work for. Mm, yeah. And you're, you've got a very kind of human side to your branding, haven't you? Which is kind of very, very purpose-driven approach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we get, so we, you know, we, the first pillar is essentially belief. So it's creating that belief in you, which then, you know, gives you the confidence. We give you the clarity to get the confidence to go out there. So belief is about your mission, your vision, your values. And I, I liken the difference between mission and vision is NASA's vision, if uh, NASA's mission is to uh, explore space, but their vision was to land on the moon. And it's got bigger than that now, you know, it's landed on Mars. So when you've got belief, then the very next thing is, you know, who do you belong? And um, what we do is we help businesses understand now that they know who they are, who their who is, um, and where do they do the best work for? So we literally just map out, you know, what problem they is solve, uh, give them the clarity of saying, well, how can we help these people? What are their motivations? What are their frustrations? And begin to tell stories to map the two. So we can help you because we know what we're about, but we can do our best work by understanding what you and your audience are about. And then the third part of that journey is um, is best, which is essentially what makes you unique, you know, what makes you uh, essentially different from everybody else. And what we say is often we're looking at a service to make us unique, but the big unique thing is actually your story. Uh, and if you can tell your story effectively, people will then get what you're doing because it's more empathetic and therefore then you can add value. So the way we look at it this way is we use a thing called the Hollywood narrative. If you've watched any Marvel movie, there's a there's a formula. Um, and, and speaking in that way, we just get it. There's like, you know, to give you an example, it's an all is lost moment in pretty much in every Marvel movie where everything seems to go wrong. Then someone has a bright spark or an idea and then they they go and try and do the same thing with more intelligence, more wisdom, and somehow come through. And ultimately, that's what we want. We want to be that. We want to be the people being invited in on that journey to bring that more wisdom. So when you're building a brand, they want to reach out and say, look, we are the solution to that common problem. We're essentially the superhero behind that, that Hollywood narrative. And then the last thing, which, you know, with 2030 rapidly coming down, is looking at the whole legacy piece, which is beyond. And, you know, that can be anything for uh, from being a B Corp, um, B Corps is one of the fastest growing organizations out there at the moment where it's essentially the fair trade for business. Um, it mirrors that whole fair trade for coffee thing, but it's for business. So it's been built for businesses for profit and for purpose. 
Um, you can look at the UN 17 Sustainable Development Goals and pick maybe two or three of those and adopt them into your business. And ultimately, we encourage all our businesses to, to build on the legacy piece by putting research and development in the heart of business, which is, you know, where someone like Stephen would be, you know, a really good help once you've decided to do that. Fantastic. And I just got a, a quick one. Um, I'm very impressed that you're, you're homeschooling. I have my children at home during the pandemic. And I've got to be honest, I realised I'm not the world's best at teaching my own kids. Um, and uh, I was quite pleased they went back to school. How do you do it? I'm married to an exceptional woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Claire, Claire's, um, Claire's a teacher or has been a teacher. And uh, we just made the decision that the kind of world that we live in and the kind of world that we want to you know, impact and live, we just don't believe the current school system, whether it's a, a state system or even a paid private system, because we did private as well. Um, it just is not equipping our, you know, the next generation to really live out their purpose and what's in their heart. So we made the decision to take them out. We've been educating them now. We did it prior to COVID. So everyone thinks we're absolute geniuses because of what's happened. Um, and you know what? We're, we're around. It's been doing it about 18 months now. So we're still around. We're still alive. We're still a family. So uh, it's working out OK. Oh, well done. Well, I think uh, full respect to two teachers. That's, I think we appreciate you all so much more during the after the pandemic. Um, so, so Steve, Stephen, are, are Speedos 2022's fashion must-have, do you think? <laughs> That's a, a great question. Um, I, I think I'll leave your listeners to uh, to reach their own conclusions on that one. I, um, yeah, as, as you said, I used to describe myself as the Speedo-wearing pattern attorney, um, but now I've kind of tipped over into my 50s. I'm starting to think that maybe it's not an image I ought to be uh, <laughs> leaving people with after I've been speaking to them. <laughs> You're also a bit of a bit of a cross-training um, star as well, from what I've just heard. I, um, yeah, so I, I like I like to try and keep fit. Um, so yeah, I, I do a bit of CrossFit. Um, had, the, had the joy of uh, entering a CrossFit competition with my son this weekend. Um, where not only did we get to to lift weights together, but we got to dress up as uh, Christmas tree fairies at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, you, as you can imagine, it was just, it was, a, it was a, fun, a fun event run by the gym that we go to. But um, it's you know it's great to get get together Fantastic. with people um and i heard you were you were top of the tree as well from what i heard we yeah we, we did okay we did okay. <laughs> and, and ended, ended up on the top of the podium <laughs> didn't, didn't win the fancy dress prize though <laughs> so to tell us how how um you, you're um we talked a little bit here with don you know i love don about positive positive brands so positive thinking, sorry, and Dowell about um, brands and the positivity around creating a, a great brand that comes out of yourself and uh, and your, your USP, et cetera. Tell us, tell us how you help your clients uh, around this whole area of intellectual property, because I think it's important we have brands that we also do, we do care for them, look after them, protect them. I think that's right. I mean, yeah, we, we, we live in a world now where there, there are these amazing companies of all sizes, but particularly the small companies that, um, you know, they, they live for their why, as Daryl was saying, um, and that they can be incredibly positive um, and they are incredibly innovative. Um, and, and what they need to recognize, and I think what they sometimes fail to recognize um, is that if you are innovating, you're creating intellectual property, you know, you're creating new brands, you're creating new technology, you're creating uh, new software code. Um, and that's where a lot of the value of a business tends to lie these days. So that there's, you know, there's various numbers banded around, but typically people agree that 80% or more 
of the value in a business lies in these intangible assets. Um, and yeah, it kind of follows that you'd be foolish to make that investment in developing these assets without also having a proper plan in place to protect those assets, protect that intellectual property that you're developing. Um, and that's that's where I came in. I take, you know, I've been working um, as a patent attorney for over 25 years now, um, and now get a lot of joy out of working with smaller businesses to help them understand the role that intellectual property can play in protecting their their innovation. Um, so you know, work work with them quite closely, um, generally on an ongoing basis for a number of months or or even years or more, um, and really get them to to maximise the value in their intellectual property um, so they can can go on and be successful. Fantastic. And if you uh, guess there's many examples out there where people haven't haven't protected and found themselves in hot water. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and there's, there's there's a lot of examples, um, quite a lot around brand. So people invest you know, a lot of time and effort in developing a reputation. Um, and if a nasty player comes on the scene, they can wipe out that reputation very easily um, by you know by misbehaving but misbehaving under your brand um, and if you haven't got the ability to stop them doing that quickly um, then you know you, they could be the end of your business um, mm -hmm. and by having a registered trademark as one example of intellectual property protection that that's the thing that I guess gives you the big stick <laughs> that you can hit the nasty player with um, and you know and, and quieten them down very quickly. Fantastic. Hey, well, we're going to go to a commercial break now. Um, but after, after the break, we'll be finding out more about 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 positivity and uh, some of the, you know, some of the science behind it and how we can um, help ourselves in 2022 to reach really high levels of positivity. And then I want to come to Dowell and we're going to talk about um, about, um, you know, developing a real kind of positive approach to your your brands and some of the nuggets that uh, Dow's got uh, that he's learned through many years working with brands that we we should uh, be aware of to help us make a difference. And then we'll talk with Stephen again about um, about protecting those positive brands and things that we really must take care with before coming back to Adam uh, to, um, to to really uh, share a little bit about his vision um, for uh, for the for the book for the future uh, and his kind of next steps and um, yeah so do join us after the break uh, we'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you.
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm, uh, I'm, we're talking about uh, Play the Game Part 2 with um, Adam Strong and Dan Sundell, Don Sundell and Dowell Irwin and Stephen Carter. And we're, we kind of introduced, you know, the topics of positivity, of branding, of uh, in, uh, protecting your intellectual property. I'd like to come back to, um, well, I'd like to go back to Chicago. I'd love to go back to Chicago, actually. So it's a fantastic place. And have a chat with Don uh, about, um, you know, about his uh, his kind of lessons and learning around being positive. And, and Don, does, does um, having a beer help you be positive? <laughs> <laughs> Helps me. I- I'm I'm going to go with yes. I'm positive that it does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just just to sort of clarify, you're not um, you're not drinking beer, um, you know, all day every day, are you? You've got a little bit of an interesting kind of craft brewery and things, haven't you? Yeah, well, that's been one of the things. You know, for the longest time, American beers, let's be honest, weren't very good. But then you had the American kind of entrepreneur spirit. Right. And, and you have all these entrepreneurs that are starting to make their own beer. And some of the smaller craft breweries are wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly are. I work with a, a, a pub group and they've helped their their tenants to build their own breweries and uh, really, really interesting work. So tell us a bit about the science of positivity, because you know, I love that in your chapter. Some of the components. There is a science behind this. It's not just a an attitude. Yeah, and 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 I love the question. And thank you because this is really as much as I love people, and I do, and I love my job. But one of the things that really I find most intriguing and compelling is the science of positivity, um, and, and, and that you know it, you're right. It's not just that attitude. It's not just a social virtue. But but um, our physiology, as I mentioned earlier, our physiology literally changes when we're happy, optimistic, and positive. Um, our our brains change, our guts change, our, our chemicals change, our neurons change, even our tissues change when we're able to shift to this positive mindset. So when we have a, a negative mindset, and many people do. In fact, the data tells us that about 80% of our self-talk is negative. And think about that for a minute, Chris. I mean, what, what an unmitigated waste of time mm-hmm. where we have, where we're thinking that negative all the time. Now that's, that's very genetic based, very evolutionary based, right? This negativity bias that we have, but when we fall prey to a predominant attitude or mindset that is negative, we actually limit the capability of our own brains because what? It's focused on our survival and it's not focused on all of our other capabilities. But when we are able to shift to that positive mindset, we don't have those genetic obstacles in our way. So when we shift to this positive mindset, we really uh, create this brain that is at this optimal level um, and we have these chemicals that get released that not only make us feel good, but they also help us produce uh, positive outcomes. Uh, we've all heard of these chemicals and they go by the acronym DOSE, 
dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, not only do they make us feel good, but ultimately they propel us to better, better outcomes. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's, I loved um, that in your chapter when you, when you kind of amazing how much information you got in there actually in terms of those, um, uh, the dopamine, et cetera, and the realization that this isn't just something that we say, oh, you'll be, be more positive. Um, there's a reason for being more positive. It makes you feel good. And I guess you can, you can access positivity in different ways. And we're talking there with Steven and Steven's there doing his, um, his cro- CrossFit. Um, and uh, you, you can access that positivity through exercise, can't you, as well as, as, well as just a, a mental approach. Yeah, in, in fact, a lot of the same chemicals that get released due to exercise um, are some of the same chemicals that get released when we shift to that positive mindset. Um, in fact, one of our techniques to kind of sustaining that positivity that we talk about is, is exercise, right? Um, they've done duplicated studies where they put exercise and they compared it to taking certain antidepressant uh, pharmaceuticals. And and I am not speaking against the pharmaceuticals. If they work for you, great, they work for you, take them. But the the data is very interesting that says the more we exercise, um, that that releases some of the exact same chemicals that those pharmaceuticals release, except of course, with exercise, there's only positive side effects. Yeah. So it's it's huge. So we encourage that. We encourage people like like Stephen to keep exercising. Yeah. And I mean, do you um do you other strategies like meditation and things like that? Do you yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and the the strategies that we talk about are not pie in the sky strategies. So these are really evidence-based, research-based strategies. Things like really paying attention to and managing your self-talk. Again, 80% of most people's self-talk is negative. Well, we need to change that. So, so we really talk about focusing on your own self-talk and, and, and changing that to, to positive. We talk about gratitude. The number one way to raise your happiness scores is, is this idea of really focusing on the good things in your life. Reframing. Look, if negative events are going to occur in your life. Of course they are. Challenges are going to occur. But, but getting into the habit of reframing negative events and trying to find the kernels of, of uh, positivity in even negative events is, is, is a skill that, that after a while you, you, you reframe and you get better at that. And then, of course, finally, is how important other people are to ultimately our, our happiness. Harvard has a couple of studies that underline this, but that ultimately surrounding ourselves with positive people helps um, sustain our own positive mindset. Fantastic. And, and moving on from that, da- Daryl, um, do you find uh, when you're doing your brand work, um, having having your clients turn up with a real a positive frame of mind, is that is that helpful to the process? I think the the journey that we take our take our you know the the businesses on is ultimately they're digging into their business and you know sometimes it, they they come excited because they're working on the business because they spent a lot of time working in it, um, but you know what it's it's one of those things it can be emotional so yeah you can be happy or they could be sad you know where they realise they've wasted a lot of time chasing the wrong thing so we have to be sometimes we have to tiptoe quite carefully to start off with but as things warm up. You know, they 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 start seeing life with hope, 
Um, so we have to be prepared that, you know, that they might not always be in the greatest of mindsets to start. They know something needs to change, but not quite sure what. Um, and then we lead them to the place of hope at the end of it. Fantastic. And what, what, um, tell us, you know, tell us about what are the key nuggets from your, your chapter? What are the things that could help make a difference for people with their brands in, the, in this new year? Yeah, I, one of the main things uh, I talk about a little bit in the in the chapter is about val- values, and um, I say this statement that values make you valuable. Um, and what I realised early on, fairly early on in my career, I think I've been in the industry probably about ten years, and I was about to run an award winning award winning marketing agency based in London, and uh, literally about to sign papers. I have twenty five percent of it, and three other people would have had their twenty five percent cut, and the interesting thing happened is that when I was confronted with actually signing my life away to it, I realized that actually my values had sucked. You know, I literally compromised them. So rather than working on brands that would celebrate lives, it was essentially helping people end their lives, you know, with tobacco companies, for example. And I looked at it, I thought, no, that's not the legacy I wanted to do. So I walked away from it. And one of the things we find in our workshops is we get people to focus on values again and they realize that they may well have drifted. And, you know, it's very easy, certainly in the in the creative space, in the marketing and advertising space that, you know, values do get compromised. And it was a wake up call for me. So in 2001, I literally turned that opportunity around um, and ended up traveling, ended up doing mission trips, handing out aid and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of the penny dropped while I was stood on top of a um stood on top of like a minibus handing out aid in Romania and realized that actually I could use my creative talents for good because at one point I just thought I'm not going to bother I'm not going to do it the whole industry's corrupt but then I realized you know what it's all about carrying the right message and so that's what we've done we've majored on purpose we've majored on message over method and we've attracted the right type of people that come to us saying I'm great at what I do but ultimately there's something wrong with the message in here um, I think I'm misaligned, but I don't know how to get back on track. And certainly through our purpose playbook process, we actually get them back on track. So, you know, once you've got your message right, you know, it, the, the method takes care of itself in the sense whereby your message is consistent and you have that confidence because you've got the clarity of what you're really about. So, you know, for me, values make you valuable. And, you know, when you've got values or when, you know, when you've been reawoken to those values, it's very easy to work out what type of clients you want to connect with. It's very easy to work out what kind of team that you want to build, who fits, who doesn't. And I think it actually gives a lot of businesses the confidence to realise that they can actually say no to some businesses because they just don't fit. Mm. I like that. Values so important, aren't they? And I like the uh, authentic way you talk about it. And um, yeah, well done on aid in Romania. Sound like you've got some stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we we took a minibus that was brand new when we left when they left the shores of England to drive all the way across to Romania. And I remember us giving it back to them, and the uh, Romanian roads were not very kind. There's <laughs> a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, so, Stephen, um, thank you, uh, thank you for that, Daryl. And Stephen, you know, it's great, obviously, to be positive and great to have positive brands but tell us a little bit about how we go about sort of protecting and taking care of our intellectual property yeah sure um and, and you're right it's great to hear about positive mindsets um and, and what i like to talk about with my clients is to have they they need as well as having a positive mindset they need to have an ip mindset because it's it's about kind of embedding that ip thinking into 
into the way you run your business, the processes in your business. Um, and I think one of the one of the issues that, that I see time and time again um, with some of the smaller businesses I work with is that they they know that IP is this important thing that they ought to be thinking about and be concerned about. Um, but they see it as something that's complicated and they see it as something that is, you know, a, in a different box um, that they don't open very often. Um, and as a result, it gets put to the bottom of the to-do list. Um, so what I do when I'm working with a client is encourage them to, if, if you like, open that box, tip out its contents into their big business box and, and mix it all up. So they're, they're putting IP thinking into the way that they're running their business. Um, uh, and one of the other, I guess, one of the other characteristics of smaller businesses is when you when you first mention intellectual property or IP to them, they focus very much on protection, which which is an important aspect. Um, but actually, for me, it's not the foundation. For me, for me, protection is if you like the icing on the cake, because there's two other things that if you don't get them right, um, having all the protection in the world is not going to help you. Um, and those two other things are ownership and and risk. So ownership is really the, the foundation of getting an IP plan and IP strategy right. Because if, if it's a small business or if it's any business, you don't own the intellectual property that your business is being built on, um, then you're really you know, in a, a, an awkward position, um, particularly when it comes to you know, investors poking around um, <clears throat> when they're about to put money into the business. Um, and it, it may sound silly to sort of say that ownership is, a, is something you need to think about because yeah, you, you might think that if you're creating something, if you're having something creative for your business, um, then naturally you're going to own it. But unfortunately, that's not the way the IP law works. So if you have, for example, um, a branding agency designing a new brand for your business, or you have a, a software house writing the code for, for your app that is going to be the foundation of your business, um, the, the way the law works is that you don't necessarily own the IP rights that are being created when that brand is being developed and when that software code is being written, um, unless you have the right contracts in place with the people mm. you're using to, to do that for you. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah too, yeah, too easily overlooked. Yeah, yes, because that could be a bit of a surprise a bit later down the line, couldn't it? And uh, I guess lead, lead to people wanting wanting money if someone's buying you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and, and then, yeah, and then the risk side of it, again, I guess, um, the, the the mistake people make is they can be a bit blinkered or, or they bury their head in the sand and they they recognize that they're creating lots of amazing intellectual property and, and they're doing the right things to protect it um, but they forget that their competition are also doing the same thing um, and you know in in the worst case um, you could put a lot of money into developing a new product and you launch that product and you run straight into a brick wall of someone else's intellectual property um, that forces you to take that product off the market. Mm. So with a little bit of IP thinking up front when you're doing your research and development um, and just having some awareness of other people's intellectual property that is out there, um, it makes it easier to you know, steer a path through and, and at the end of the day, have a successful launch of your product. Fantastic. And, and, then, and then the third thing is protection. Yeah, and then the third thing is protection, which as I say is the icing on the cake. It's, it's the thing that, Yes, you know, if you're talking about patents, you need a reasonable budget to do that. Um, but patents aren't the only form of protection. And I guess my, you know, where I start from with the smaller businesses is that you can you can get the the ownership piece right 
without spending very much money at all. And that'll put in place the right foundations that then when you do get the funding, you can build the other layers on top and, and give yourself you know, a good investable IP position um, that's you know, nicely aligned with your current business and the ambitions that your business has to grow in the future. Fantastic. Stephen, that was great. Really, really helpful. And um, Adam, are you back with us? You there? I am. I am. I am. Fantastic. And Adam, I'm just really, obviously, we've listened to um, to Don and Daryl and Stephen and their kind of inputs. I mean, from your, your perspective, with all the work you do and, you know, events you've got on this year and uh, what, what in your in your opinion, what do you, do you think are the most important components when it comes to playing the game in 2022? Well, I think I think uh, the thing that I've learned in the world of business and entrepreneurship is, you know, and this is what I love about this particular group of, of people is that they're very much on ball. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, you really got to look at assessing yourself in terms of like, you know, what is what is, what is your real purpose? You know, it's you know, people are not motivated by money. They're motivated by their, their purpose in life. You know, what is their big why? So really understanding your purpose. Uh, number two, business needs to be fun. You know, if you're not having fun in your business, you've really got to start to question, you know, well, what's the point in all of this? If you're not having fun in your business, then you've really got to think of, really, really got to have a, a really good think about what you want out of your business and, and where is it going to go? Um so, you know, that, those are kind of my initial thoughts, I suppose. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, business business can be as easy as you make it to be, uh, Chris, at the end of the day. And uh, I always my, my belief is, is that if something's working, rinse and repeat. If someone isn't something isn't working, then be open to experimentation and continue to find a formula that works for you, because, you know, the way that I do business might not be the way that Daryl, Stephen or Don or yourself does business, right? Uh, because it doesn't work for you or it doesn't work for your clients or whatever it is. We're all, we've all got to be treated slightly differently or kind of more of a, a bespoke way. So, um, but you know, that those are my thoughts, Chris. Thanks for the question. Fantastic. Hey, Chris. Hi, Don. Hey, I was, I was wondering, you know, you wrote a chapter in this book as well, and you're doing such a great job of interviewing us, but, but would you, are you open to taking a question for yourself? Yeah, sure. In fact, you wrote, I, I read your chapter. It's an absolutely lovely chapter called Elevating Your Leadership for a Better World. And it really, I really want to encourage everybody in the audience to read Chris's chapter. It really is a thoughtful, moving chapter. Um, but but to that point, what do you think people will need um, help with in, in, in this next year coming up, 2022? Well, well, um, it's a good, quite good question. Um, I think obviously all of our needs are, are different and you know, our business is at different stages. And I think you, you know, your work around positivity and mindset is so important. And, and you know, the brands, and I'm thinking about it, um, into the intellectual property. I think from a I think from a leadership perspective and from a, a legacy perspective, I think I think it's about, for me, about thinking about where do we, for some people, you know, where do we really hook into helping to make the world a better place? And that, that comes out of, out of purpose. It comes out of legacy. But I, I think we're not in a dress rehearsal now and we're in a, a period of, of global history, which I think will... We'll look back on it at some some time and think, yes, we were in a crisis 
and we had a lot of difficult issues um, surmounting around the globe. But I, I think how can we, how can we as 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 entrepreneurs, as business owners, how can we help um, help to bring people together rather than pulling apart? And I think that's in, that's important. What is our our contribution? How does it help rather than hinder? How does it uh, improve the world rather than make it a worse place? And I know I certainly want to be on that positive side, uh, and I know all of you, you all of you are, and um, to to helping people and helping people through this period. There's going to be a lot of issues around well-being. There's going to be a lot of a lot of people who are, fe- are really struggling around the globe through through the pandemic. You know, countries who are struggling with 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 more sickness. Um, we've got um, you know, challenges, obviously, uh, around. Um, What's happening around um, the climate around the globe? Um, I think it's how do we all, how do we hook into that? How do we then step up and make a bigger difference to solving the world's problems and not contributing it? So I think that's what I would just get people to think about: is how are you contributing to a better world rather than um, making it um, a, a more divided one? Does that does that help, Don? <laughs> No, I, lo- I love that. And that is so parallel with what you what you put in your chapter. Just that idea of thinking larger than us and thinking about our purpose and being positive, but also putting other people first. Thanks for that message. No, well, thank, thank you for thank you for asking. And I'm just really intrigued now. You know, do, do, if we have any final messages, we've got a few minutes left. And you know, maybe the, the messages could be your message about your chapter. It could be, you know, a, a reflection on what you've heard over the last um the, the last um uh, few minutes of this few you know um, last last um 40 minutes or so of this interview um so i'll come to you don first i'll come to you adam actually let you let you speak adam what have you taken from today well listen uh i mean i, I first, first of all i've really enjoyed uh the, the last couple of shows that we've done together I really thoroughly enjoyed the uh, and thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to to speak with uh Voice America, which is uh, which is a fantastic platform, really enjoyed that. And you know, listen, I, I mean, I know um, everyone here pretty well uh, and their specialism. And 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 I think the reason why I, I I chose you guys as individuals as contributors towards the book is because you know maybe I see things before they actually happen. Does that make sense? So I see gifts in you guys that maybe you don't see yourself. Maybe you do see yourself, but maybe you only see kind of the icing on the cake. Me, I see a much bigger picture. And, uh, you know, and I'm always looking for new individuals to collaborate with and, you know, even to kind of, you know, find out how we can kind of really hone down on their message, but also to, to to. to, to make a bigger impact in the world. So for me, that's my thought, Chris. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, thank, thank you. And uh, I'll, I'll come back to um, Chicago, Don, and uh, turn the table on you now. You know, any, any final messages, any thoughts for you? Just, just a really brief one about, uh, about hope. You know, if you read this particular book, Play the Game, uh, even with all of its kind of divergent um, concepts, the one red thread that goes throughout is just really this idea of hope. Uh, and that things can get better um, and that things will get better. So I think 2022 is going to be a wonderfully uh, hopeful, hopeful year. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Don. That's that's great. Hope so important. And uh, Daryl. Yeah, I think the overriding thing from everybody in the room is really talking about 
living a life after impact rather than income. You know, I've, I've listened to everybody here and no one's really talking about how much money you can earn. It's all about how much impact you can have. And I think when you pop cause before cash um, and, and, and rather than chasing a call to action, chase a cause to action, I think we're, you can build a much better planet, um, live life on purpose and then help the people around you. Uh, thank you. Really, really positive and hopeful that. And Stephen? Um, yeah, no, I just agree. I think it's, it's yeah, the, the book itself is an example of how collaboration can be a really positive thing. Um, and uh, I, 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 there's a quote from one of my favourite inventors, Thomas Edison, um, which is all about how, I guess, if you know, it, there's problems out there that need solving, but they've always got a solution. And what he says is, there's a way to do it better, find it. Um, and, and that's, I think, what, you know, what all of us are trying to do is, is make the world a better place by finding the solutions to those problems. Thank, thank you. And I think, I think uh, you know, gone should be the days when people are, you know, seeing each other to make a, to make a, a bigger book and, uh, you know, striving to exploit, you know, I think what I loved about, I've loved about working with all of you and, you know, your attitudes is this, um, you know, desire to to collaborate, to work together, to create something good. I know the, you know the um, the profits from this book are going to charity. Um, you know we really do uh, are doing this because um, we want to just share some of our ex- expertise, some of the things that we've learned through our lives. And um, you know we've got a few few years between us and all of the other other authors who are collaborating with this book. And people are just sharing their best, you know, generously uh, and uh, doing it with the intention of helping. I think, in as Don said, in a in a hopeful way, um, and therefore, you know, I would recommend people do do take a copy of the um, the book if you can access it from places like, you know, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, uh, W H Smith, Waterstones, whoever your your bookstores are. I think you'll find it's got really good availability now. This book, uh, and uh, use it to help you to play a bigger game in 2022. That's all all we want. We want to see you, you know, happier. Uh, more fulfilled, your business is succeeding, uh, and also you contributing to a better world. So uh, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Great to have been on. Very welcome. And, and uh, thank you all for, for joining in and listening. If you've got any questions or comments, you can send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Uh, I, can, I can refer you through to the uh, to the other authors who've been on the, the show today as well. And on next week's show, we've got um, we've got two um, very fascinating people, very inspiring people, actually, Darren Harris and Jane a Mystery. Darren uh, is an England, uh, an England footballer. Uh, Jane a Mystery is a nutritional coach uh, and uh, also a, um, a, a physical kind of fitness coach. But the thing that's common between them and makes them unique is they are both, um, they both lost their eyesight. They're both blind. Uh, and uh, they are doing the most amazing things. And it's, to me, it's a message of hope. Uh, they uh, brought them together to, uh, to share their experiences. And, you know, when life may be tough for you, uh, actually, and, and all of us, you know, there's people there who've overcome uh, uh, amazing challenges and have got great resilience. Uh, so do join us next week when I talk to Darren and Jaina. Uh, a huge thank you to you all. Any questions, comments, chris at chriscooper.co.uk. And once again, a huge thank you to um, uh, to uh, both um, to uh, Daryl and Don and Adam and Stephen today for making this such an interesting interview. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show.
Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.